Engage for Success Radio, raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to show number 327 from Engage Success. Um, Show number 327 uh, and the last show of the current decade, the last show before Christmas and the last show before we go into the new year um, in January. So um, really, really looking forward to closing um, this year's uh, series of broadcasts on on what I think is a bit of a high because we're welcoming as our guest um, a prize winner, uh, a a director of an organisation who has recently been awarded a business culture um, uh, award and also a finalist in the business culture leadership awards. So we're, we're certainly closing um, this year's uh, uh, radio shows with some, with, you know, a really, really positive story. And, and I'm really looking forward to having as our guest, Roxy Erickson. Um, welcome to the show, Roxy. Thank you so much. What an introduction. <laughs> well, you know, we might as well go out on the high, might we? So Roxy <laughs> is director of Sunbeam Studios. And for the next half an hour, we're going to be talking about how uh, organizations, and particularly SMEs, who I think sometimes may feel that these sorts of topics are, can be quite challenging. Um, she's, we're going to be talking and hearing from Roxy how she has taken Sunbeam Studios on a, on a journey um, really of not only... Uh, embracing sustainability and actually really making a difference to that whole topic in a in a sector which is probably to be fair to, fair to say not renowned for embracing that particular uh, area of sustainability but also um, doing it at the same time as growing the organization from a profitable perspective and turnover perspective so um, we're going to be talking about how these things aren't mutually incompatible uh, which is all going to be really interesting, I think. So, so welcome to the show, Roxy. Great to have you with us, and uh, looking forward to uh, taking away quite a few learnings from you that that our listeners can adapt and and think about for their own businesses. But before we get into that, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your your background? Sure. Uh, I came over to London in 2002 uh, Mm -hmm. trying to find myself and uh, was staying for a year and stayed ever since. Um, I, I, I got to my position in a, in a roundabout way. I started as a photographer touring with bands and then Uh I had to make a decision uh, to take a real job or lose my visa (laughs) Okay. I decided I wanted to stay in England and um, so I moved into, I became an agent and a producer in Mm -hmm. in photo and film and Mm -hmm. I found myself a little bit stunted creatively so uh, this this tiny little job came up at um, a big studio Mm-hmm. And I decided, well, that's that's for me. And um, I, I've been at Sunbeam ever since, sort of making it bigger and bigger. Right, right. Okay, so they, so Sunbeam existed. They they were already trading when you joined them. Sunbeam existed for a, a, a few years before I mm-hmm. came on board. There, um, I was at the time there was only two employees. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, so now we have something like 20 with another 20 um, freelancers and contractors. Right. Um, so it was a, 
it was um, a small business uh, and independently run. Mm-hmm. And so I, I liked what they were, where they were headed. They were branching out. They were already seeing some diversification possibilities. And I thought that's, that's where my head's at now too. Mm-hmm. So tell us, Sunbeam are a photo studio then. Um, that, yeah. And do they specialize? I know obviously you've got some quite um, you know, high profile names that you've done work with, but it, do you specialize in the fashion industry or do you, do you work broadly across the whole spectrum? Uh, well, we anybody can shoot with Sunbeam. Um, we mm. also have events. So we have product launches and fashion shows and showcases of all sorts uh, and even weddings. Right. Um, oh, really? Oh, lovely. Yeah, you can get married with us and have a sustainable wedding. Um, <laughs> so, so we, it, in that sense, that's what was exciting to me about something. None of that existed yet, and and the possibilities were sort of there. So, primarily, we're a photo and film studio, um, mm-hmm. and primarily we deal with uh, fashion clients. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you know anything and everything comes our way we do a lot of mm. kids shoots we have a lot of animals um, oh, really? because we have gardens right uh, yeah right we say you ne- never never film with children or animals and you manage to yeah. tick both those boxes then do we, you? we do both <laughs> and <laughs> we enjoy both actually it. we're we're good at both um right but because we're uh we have we have huge spaces, but in in film and photography, they're they're just considered large, and we only have a few of them. Um, mm. We we can get sort of taken over by clients, and our clients really appreciate that. So we can do sort of week long takeovers where we have one client in the space for the whole time, and, and I right. think that's really our our specialty. Right. Yes. Yeah. Now you've got you've got twenty people there now, and and freelancers. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. it's interesting. I mean, I know we're going to come on to talk more about the culture in a minute, but just as a start point, do you do the freelancers sort of take on the Sunbeam culture, or because I know when we when, when I do work with a lot of big corporates, very often the people who are contractors, the people who are not headcount, are very are treated very differently. Um, and, and often don't feel part of the organization, even though they may be spending an awful lot of their working time there. How, how do you deal with that? Yeah, that, that's actually a tricky one because, of course, um, British law says if, if freelancers mm. are treated the same as employees, then they should probably be employees. Yes. Uh, so yes. so uh, I think that's a real, a, a real challenge bureaucratically, um, mm. and that's that's a bit of the boring side, but um, the the more interesting side for this conversation is is how how you ingrain your same your, your philosophy in people who maybe aren't there all the time or are there for a short periods of time or come and go, and yeah. It, it, yeah, absolutely, that's a real challenge, especially if they work other places. It for we uh, in the in the photo side of our of our business we take on a lot of people who have just graduated university are we might be their first professional job in the photo industry uh, mm-hmm. they all want to be rock star photographers <laughs> um, yeah. next year and and in some ways we deal with 
what is often a rude awakening for them. We, we, den- we tend to uh, see a lot of people through that first year of learning what a, what a new mm-hmm. job is like. Yeah. Um, so, so it's also not as simple as saying, uh, you know, this is our culture and get on with it. It's, it's also making sure that those individuals, it, knowing what they're going to face in that first year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then, and then from there, lots of my other contractors are people like uh, set builders or people working on on the facilities themselves. So, right. yeah, how do you tie all of them in? Yeah. Um, and what I can say is, I, I use we call it uh, the Sunbeam Passport, and mm-hmm. and you have your Sunbeam journey that you go on, and by the end of your journey, you get your passport stamped, and right. and. and all of my staff, whether you're senior management or somebody who's only going to be working on uh, our, our current refurb, um, mm-hmm. or a freelancer or a full-timer, everybody has to do our journey plan. Right. Okay. That's, That's interesting. That I'm, yeah, I can make sure that they all have the same understanding um, mm. of what we want to pull off. Mm-hmm. Okay, excellent. So um, this year was a you you had the business culture awards. That's where we met, wasn't it, uh, Roxy? Yeah. I was at the uh, at the event where they were announcing the finalists, and you were you were a, a, a finalist in the business culture awards, the business culture leadership award, and that was that was kind of um, you and you and, and and your leadership team. But the you actually at the studios won best corporate social responsibility initiative for business culture didn't they so and that's right. clearly been a journey that you've been on and I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit about about that you know if we start at the start you know where at the beginning of that journey did you join Sunbeam knowing that you had a vision that this was something you wanted to do and this was the journey you wanted to take the business on or or did it did it come to you after after you've been there a little while and you know I'm curious as to how it all how it all kicked off um, so perhaps tell us a little bit about that and then just give us a little bit of an overview of the journey that you've been on with Sunbeam. Okay. Uh, so, no, absolutely not. When I started there, I um, I had been managing teams through throughout uh, shooting and things, but they were all quite casual teams, uh, lots mm-hmm. of freelancers, again, um, coming and going in my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so, no, I, I didn't really know how to manage like like lots of people in my position especially in in small businesses uh, I I didn't know how to successfully team manage and it was a a big learning curve Mm -hmm. Um, and I think lots of it you you, well especially for women I think especially uh, you deal with a lot of imposter syndrome when you're put into a position like that that suddenly you're supposed to know all of the answers um and know the right thing to do when a when a team member comes to you with a challenge or or is maybe even upset with you for mm-hmm. for a management decision you've made. I think those those are really tough learning curves. And and what I learned was I need to be um, self aware and take any ego out of my decision making, um, which I think is a hard thing for people who want to maintain leadership. It, mm-hmm. It's it's hard to separate being a being a leader um, from from your sort of internal ego, mm-hmm. um, and and just be really transparent and 
maybe transparency that's probably the biggest challenge is um being honest with your team and with with your clients and mm-hmm. and all of those around you to say this this is what I can achieve and this is what I can achieve with you and um, go from there. So that was that's where my head was at when I was trying mm-hmm. to decide how to bring a team together and how to push the sustainability further. Yeah. Was okay. I'm I'm going to just start talking to my team honestly and say this is this is what I want to pull off and this is how I want to do it mm. and are you on board with me and if not how can how can we get you there and what do you need right right and and did uh, you did you um did you learn this you know was, was this just stuff you were absorbing yourself or I know I've, I think you're quite an avid viewer of TED Talks and that kind of thing. But, I mean, were there were there particular people that you could point to or things you particularly read or viewed and thought, actually, yes, they sparked something in you or, you know, that, that kind of made you decide you were going to take the business down this particular route? Uh, the, the simplest answer, but it doesn't really give credit where credit's due, is, is no. I think this was something that I had to do myself um Mm -hmm. the 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 previous owner of sunbeam was uh, a good leader and fairly um hands-off so there was a a lot for me to do um as far as learning i mean at the time this was i've been at sunbeam for 10 years so so podcast didn't exist um there, there, there just wasn't the resources that there are now. Uh, but mm. yeah, na- these days, I, I definitely um, trust that the answer is out there. And I, I read a lot and I don't expect myself to have all the answers. Um, mm. So I listen mm. to podcasts like this to, to gain the answers. Right. Sure. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, there's, there's certainly the stuff out there. And there's certainly no challenge these days in discussing in finding, in knowing that the answers are out there somewhere. I think the biggest challenge now is that there is just so much content out there. It's actually finding good stuff. You know, it's finding the right stuff, isn't it? The right answers or the, you know, knowing that you're investing your time, which is always very limited in, in listening to the right things and looking at the right things. Absolutely. Yeah, that's the biggest challenge. But uh, Yeah, time is the biggest challenge. Absolutely. So this, hopefully this half hour will help. Um, So so you... (laughs) So let's t- talk a little bit then about the the business corporate social responsibility initiative that that you introduced at Sunbeam and that that won you the business culture awards this year. How, um, can you uh, just talk us through what what you did with that and what it was? Well, the I, I, let's talk about the, the sort of broader picture. I think at first the mm-hmm. um, the journey plan and our our passport is is a big deal to me in that that is one of those uh, things that I learned on the job that we really need in order to gain cohesion in the team. So getting as a small business, getting a, a training manual that is made for you, especially we're quite diversified in that we have a filming department, a photographic department, an events department, a wedding department mm-hmm. and catering throughout. So Oh, right. uh-huh. um, and then we we uh, we are also a facility in that we have lots of electricity and all of the the food safety needs. 
there, there was, a, there's a lot of knowledge that all of my staff need to have. Right. And for them to feel safe and secure in their job and for me to feel safe and secure in, in managing the whole thing. So that, how, how to get a small team with limited time, all the information they needed in, in a successful way um, was definitely a huge, a huge challenge. And it's something I'm, I'm really proud of. It, the other thing that we did through the journey plan was we made sure that every staff member had to spend time with every manager Mm-hmm. Um, in that you, you have to spend time with my event sales manager, even if you own, you want to be a photographer. And right. you have to spend time with my chef, even if uh, all you want to do is plan weddings. Yeah. Um, and in that way, there's there's great sort of cross pollinization of of mm-hmm. knowledge, mm-hmm. and like like lots of small businesses out there, I'm sure. Um, uh, those leaders will understand when I say, you know, it's kind of all hands on deck. So mm-hmm. if somebody's busy with some, something, a, a big project, you kind of all jump in. So mm-hmm. in that way, to be to be a small team running such diversified projects, um, we were able to have a full team that could come on board and sort of put put on a different hat that day. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's no real no now, danger of silos, really, in that sense, is there? You, absolutely you know, not. No, 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 no. We are all working towards the same mission, and mm. and that that so that was sort of step one is yeah. get everything. All the general training is is the same for whatever position you have at Sunbeam. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then and then the second project was the sustainability. Um, and that was really step by step over the years. Uh, we've always had renewable energy. Um, that's been really important to us. Mm-hmm. And and it's been sort of pushing the boat out on that and making sure that um, this year we've done better than last year and this month we've done better than last month. Um, and again, that's about... You can't do that as a as a leader on your own. There's no lone wolf that can pull off a sustainable company. You have to have buy-in from all of your staff. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes. All it takes is for your cleaner to throw all of your recycling out into the rubbish <laughs> to yeah. uh, ruin your whole policy. Indeed. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so they so, all they all need to know the journey that they're on together, and as you said before, you have to get buy-in from everybody and try and if they haven't bought in, you have to sort of think, well, how how do I frame this in such a way that I can get buy-in from you? Right. And now mm. I'm in a fortunate position in that that's just part of my hiring process. Mm. Mm-hmm. Where people people are applying to Sunbeam because of our sustainability initiatives and because of our CSR. So. Um, and that that's that's the true achievement in all of this and the huge award for me because then I get all these great young brains wanting to come yes. and they they bring the new ideas and yes yes you know yes. I just say go forth <laughs> do mm. it. So, I mean that's that's a really important point to make isn't it that you are you are doing this because it's the right thing to do but actually there's some significant organizational benefits accruing as a result which is that 
people want to go and work there because of your reputation in this area. So you attract right. talent. It's part of your part of your employer brand offer to potential employees. Absolutely, and I know mm. I, you know I I do. So I, I I'm just in the process of doing all of my end of year um, uh, reviews with all of my staff where they they review themselves uh, and the business. It's not mm-hmm. I don't review them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I get lots of great feedback from them. Um, on on why why are you still with the business is is one of my questions uh you know Mm -hmm. why this company and not another company because of course all of my staff are the best at what they do I have a I have a phenomenal team that I'm really proud of so uh I want to keep them and I think that that goes again to the ego question that if you're scared to ask these questions of your team, you're never going to have the answer. So Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, I I want to hear why somebody is staying with me. Um, And if somebody's thinking about leaving, they, they usually tell me months in advance. um, You know, I think it's time I move on. So um, yeah, we, we can really make sure through our hiring that, that, we we have the buy-in from day one and that we're actually keeping staff longer because of our sustainability so mm-hmm. that in itself mm-hmm. is but saving I, me money but it's interesting i mean i i was reading about your approach to your people that is is, is absolutely underpinned and borne out by what you were saying about openness and transparency and what you've just said that you know when someone may be thinking of leaving quite early on because you you proactively manage your people's careers in the sense that if they are thinking of leaving you're going to help them you're going to help them move on if it's not the right place for them and and you know these are this is really quite quite refreshing kind of um kind of attitudes to come across and and certainly not not something that we we see in every organization that's for sure Mm. (laughs) yeah I I it was really hard on me at first I have to say uh when I was holding on tighter to the reins uh earlier in my career when somebody left, I took it as this, you know, major personal hit. Um, <laughs> yeah. And that's just silly. <laughs> Most people aren't going to stay at the same job forever. And also, uh, you know, there's only so high right now you can go at Sunbeam um, mm. unless we're expanding into a next step. So, mm. so at some point, my staff will move on. And what I can take out of that is, one, lots of them move to my clients. Um, so my, my clients hire often from my, my roster. Mm-hmm. And that's fabulous because it just means that suddenly my uh, alumni is now a new client of mine. So yeah. it's good for yeah. business if we, if we have a good relationship still. Mm-hmm. Um, and also I'm really proud of my journey plan and the training that my my um, staff undertake so when they get a good job uh, off the back of what they've learned at Sunbeam I, I, I've learned to look at that as a compliment mm. um, mm-hmm. which, which, um, is a, which is hard as you say it's hard to do initially you do tend to take it a bit personally um, but uh, yeah absolutely so I, I loved what you were saying earlier about this idea of are we doing things better this year than we did last year are we doing things better this month than we did last month and I wonder whether that's a question you ask of the business or whether that's an attitude you're trying 
encourage everyone in the team to have as well. You know, this, can I have I done better than I did last month? You know, is, is that mm. is that a sort of cultural thing across the piece that you're trying to trying to encourage? I would hope so. I think I think for the for the team because we're small business because we don't have uh, the ability to have a, a specific project oriented person that that's the project that they're working on. It's it's a bit too much to ask of the team for you know improvement on sales and improvement on three other projects month to month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I so so for the team um, individually they all have annual annual goals um, mm-hmm. that usually they've set themselves or we've set together and kind of come up with what that is. That's aside from sales and, and, you know, making yeah. sure our margins are great. Yeah. Those, those uh, bottom line KPIs. Oh, yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So, so they have something that they're working towards and some of them finish their annual project in six months and some of them take 18 months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Depending on the project that they want to, uh, you know, to get out of. So, so uh, we look at individual projects more long term, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. the the but the business itself we're looking at month to month in terms of both sustainability and and financially, of course. Yes, yeah. So so how do you how do you know along the way? And you know you said it, this is a, a journey. How, how how do you know you're doing the right thing? How do you you know, how do you know you've made the right decisions? Has it has it indeed all been plain sailing? No, of course not. <laughs> you uh, you make uh, like we've made lots of mistakes, um, but you you learn from the mistakes, and and sometimes they weren't mistakes. Sometimes they were absolutely the best decision uh, right then and there. And but a year later, there's a better process. And right. so then you feel like, well, shoot, why haven't I been doing that? Well, it didn't exist. So you can't beat yourself up about that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so, no, you don't always know, especially in sustainability. It's such a huge topic right now, and it's unfolding so fast mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. all you can do is make the best decision for what's in front of you right then and continue to be open to transformation and evolution. Yes. Yeah. I think there's also there's also been sometimes a little bit of fear of the the kind of the law of unintended consequences, isn't there? I mean, you know, you see you see organisations that sort of make a, a quick decision to move their everything into I don't know paper straws instead of plastic straws or something, which of course is good. Mm. And then they pack right. all the paper straws up in plastic, you know. And, and it's like, oh, hang on, <laughs> hang on a minute. No, didn't quite see that one through, you know. And it's it, it yeah. sometimes you you can't do the you you end up doing the wrong thing for trying very hard to do the right thing. Some sometimes, you know, that can happen. Sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We actually for that we have a great example of that, which we've always done glass bottles for water, and mm-hmm. for a year we couldn't get the larger glass bottle, and we we realized that through the transport of that we don't do any bottles anymore. Right. Part of the plastic bo- the the glass bottles, we were actually causing a larger carbon footprint than if we just recycled plastic bottles because of the size and weight. Um, so, yeah. so we switched to plastic bottles for a while, knowing that we are responsible uh, recyclers, and mm-hmm. got 
such a hard time from our clients that we actually had to switch back, which was a great problem to have, but it was very hard to explain that our carbon footprint was lower with plastic. Um, So we got rid of the whole thing and now we have uh, coolers only. Um, right. Okay, so a totally different decision entirely. Right, we've, we've got yeah. a couple of minutes left. Um, and in mm. that couple of minutes, I just want to, two things. First of all, um, none of this, none of this investing in your people, training them effectively, looking to have a, a, a zero carbon footprint and all the things that you're doing towards that, none of that's come at the expense of business success, has it, Roxy? No, no. In fact, it's probably led to furthering its success. Yes, yes. So you're growing delivering profit we have grown financially every year uh for the the 10 years i've been at sunbeam um we've expanded year on year uh and and i've managed to um cut costs through sustainability measures rather than creating more cost so right uh uh, yeah, overall and and in fact i have my first client um sort of doing a buy-in to my sustainability, which means that they are helping us support our sustainability um, through a percentage of their sales rather than wanting a discount from us. They said, we want, we want a discount, but we want you to put it all towards your sustainability initiatives. So we're actually able to expand it further this year. How um, interesting. That, yeah, that's that's fascinating. That, that really is a is a is proof in 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 uh, you know very very clearly, isn't it? So very quickly, thirty seconds left. One thing people who've been listening for the last half hour could take away and and, and do in their own businesses. Take the first step. Do something small or big or niggly, whatever that thing is that's been on your mind. Just take that one step and and take it from there and. If it turns out to be the right step, great. And if it doesn't, then then at least you have the ball rolling and you've started the the thought process that's involved in both, you know, the the, the social side and the uh, sustainability side of this. Excellent, Roxy. Thank you so much. Uh, we run right out of time. Thank you everybody for listening. Um, all I can do is wish everyone a very merry Christmas, uh, and we will see you in the new year. Uh, at the start of 2020 Roxy thank you and thank you everyone for listening and goodbye thanks so much happy holidays and you (laughs) engage for success radio raising the profile of employee engagement and shining a light on good practice for people who believe there's a better way to work